into JJ and Alex with the insight and analysis on the teams you can't live without presented by G2G bars this is 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone It is JJ and Alex, 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. Thanks for being with us. Oh, we've got tons to do. It's a Friday. You know what the rule is on a Friday? We have to have as much fun as possible. We just, we have to care the least amount possible. <laughs> I'm already there. <laughs> Man, what's it going to be like at 5 o'clock? Uh, Look out. Whoa. Tune in for out. that. <laughs> Uh, that's why we bring experts on on Fridays in particular. Just so we, we really lean on the experts because we're, oh, yeah. we're not capable no. on a Friday. Come on. Why would I want to? It's a Friday. Matt Brown. He's joined, just joining us on the program right now. Matt's joined us uh, on many occasions. Extra Points newsletters where you can find it. ExtraPointsMB.com is the website. Matt, thanks for being with us, man. Uh, we hope you're taking Friday as easy as we are. You know, I, I, you are my last call, I think, of the day. And oh, I'm going to try to put things on Do Not Disturb because, yes. boy, this has been a much busier week than mid-February typically is for me. Not that I'm complaining, uh, it's, but, but it's, there's been a lot going on for sure on this beat. So obviously the big one and the thing that – we'll just get right to the, to the video game. And, and Of course. Think about Ed O'Bannon, like all those years ago and the decision to be like, you know what, I'm going to ask somebody about this because I shouldn't be in this game and do it for free. I mean, come on. To imagine that the Ed O'Bannon court decision has put us where we are now, which is uh, Nick Saban saying that college football, as we know it, is not even doesn't even exist anymore, and we're finally getting EA Sports to come back online because they've been able to negotiate with players to figure this out. It's a lot to do across 130 something teams and 80 something guys to try to pay all those dudes so that they can actually get another video game. How do they make it work? Yeah, it's it is an enormous logistical undertaking. Um, you know, just, just, to, just to be clear, like what, what EA has put out this week is they want to offer this group licensing deal to every FBS, excuse me, every eligible FBS football player, there's a handful of little exceptions, um, and then include 85 of them per team. So that's, that's over 11,000 college athletes. The way that this is actually going to happen is that those athletes will need to download an app called Compass, which is uh, owned by CLC, the Collegiate Licensing Group, and uh, formally opt into this deal. And then when they do, once they do that and they put in their bank information and they, they sign all the contracts and everything, they'll get a check later in the summer and they'll get a digital download uh, for the console of their choice uh, for the game um, you know, right, before it is, uh, right, you know, right before it's formally released to, to everybody. Um, you know, just yesterday, uh, there was a DP for EA Sports who said they've already had 5,000 people sign the, sign the contract, which is, you know, that's not quite half, but that's, that's a lot. Um, what I have been hearing is I think many fans underestimate how difficult it's going to be to get a bunch of 20-year-olds to sign literally anything on time. There's going to be a lot of operations personnel and associate athletic directors for external relations and the Dobo equivalent for football 
following up and just browbeating kids <laughs> to sign this thing so they don't just get an army of people in May crying that they missed the deadline. Um, there's just going to be a lot to remind people to do this very simple thing to get in the game. Still plenty of those kind of details that need to be worked out, but the great news, Matt, is the game is back. And those who love the game can't wait to play it. What do you know about the game? What are the details? What can people expect when it comes out? Yeah, you know, one of the things that's really just been kind of beaten into my head in every conversation I've had with EA, both on the PR side and with the developers themselves, is that EA badly wants to make a game that is as realistic as possible to what college sports is or college football is right now. Uh, and that means it's going to fundamentally be a different game than the last one that you played back in 2014 because college football itself has changed in so many ways. Uh, one of those, of course, is how recruiting works, right? The last game, transfers almost never happened. NIL didn't exist. There was one national signing day instead of two. There were signing limits that don't exist now. So that system has to be completely rebuilt, and I, I'm told that, that it is uh, for this coming game. But EA has also spent a ton of time and a lot of money in trying to get everything about every single FBS program that makes it unique and special so that they can uh, replicate those and depict it in the actual game. So by that, I mean we're talking completely new stadium renderings. Every school has sent in hundreds of photographs from every possible angle uh, of inside and outside the stadium to make sure that's now in all the beautiful PlayStation 5 glory. But then, you know, details like what, what, what sound effects do you play on third down? Uh, what, hel what helmets did you guys wear in the 80s? So we can put that in as, 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 a, as, a, as an option for people to wear, right? What, uh, what chants do your student sections do that are not R-rated that we can put in a family <laughs> game? Um, right? Because we want to put all of those things in there because the developers want you to think and realize that playing a home game at Utah State and at BYU and at Utah should all feel fundamentally different because there's unique things about all three of those places. Uh, and that's what I've been writing about for the last two years. Like, the level of detail on that mm. front is is quite significant. Yeah, I was going to, you know, I think about the different iterations of how, oh, yeah, we're going to get this thing fired back up again. And then the false start, it doesn't happen. Oh, no, now we're going to get it going. For 24, you're going to see it. Nope, it doesn't get going. Where is, like, honestly, 600 bucks a kid, like, that's, is that, do people look at that and say, that's a great deal? Or do they look at that? I know 500 was thrown around there. 600 yeah. and then downloading the game where there are people who are like, no, I want 6,000, man. I have never heard that from an active player. Um, and in fact, what I've heard like personally and, and, and from talking to many athletes, many of them have said, dog, I pay 600 bucks to be in this game. Like this is to me, this is what NIL was all about. This is what I wanted. I'm very happy. I have the truck. I'm not going to give the truck back. <laughs> I, I, I wanted the big check, and I, but, but this is the thing that, that I wanted as a high schooler, right? Um, you do have many agents and many economists and athlete advocates who are, are saying this is a terrible deal. And, there's, and I think there's, there's two bits of misconception about, about the, the contract itself that I think would be helpful for everybody to, to really understand. One of those things here is that, yeah, 600 bucks is a lot less than what athletes make from Madden or NBA 2K or even the NHL and baseball games, which uh, are going to sell in comparable numbers, I think, to this college football game. The reasons for that are there's a hell of a lot fewer than 11,000 people in those games and that those games were negotiated by unions. 
um, which was not the case for college athletes because as of now, I mean, we'll see if this changes by the time I get off the phone with you, but as of now, college football players are employees, so, so they can't unionize, and the licensing agent was selected by EA, not the players themselves. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, of course, you're, going to, you're not going to get the same deal as Madden. It wasn't negotiated the same way, and there's four times as many people in, in this game. The other thing that I think is sometimes shocking for fans to hear, so it might be shocking to hear the, for me to say this on, in this market, nobody really knows how financially w- successful this game is going to be. In the last couple of, of games, it, it, when we had a college football game, you know, in 12, 13, 14, you know, I've had people at EA tell me that Madden sold four times as many copies right. uh, as the college football game. Um, and, and, in fact, like financial analysts and people that like track EA stock for a living have told me that they expect the revenue gap to even be greater now because Madden does a really good job of driving extra revenue through Ultimate Team and through, and through digital downloads in a fashion that's unlikely to be the case in college football. So if you have, if you're EA and you're you know you're thinking that this might this game might do 110 million in in gross revenue and you've got to pay six and a half million to the athletes, another million and change to the group licensing partners, then you've got to pay to license the schools, pay to license the bowls, pay to license the college football playoff, pay to license this other IP, this stuff adds up. Um, so if you are looking at what Grand Theft Auto 5 did or what the last Madden game did and said, I, this game's going to make $900 million. Why, why, you know, why is the player pool this small? I would say, no, it's not. <laughs> and if it is, then you'll have another deal, uh, particularly if athletes negotiate things, uh, you know, organize before that. So the vast majority of athletes are going to opt into this. Um, it, when you hear pushback, it's generally not coming from players. But there's some confusion, I think, on both sides about what you can really compare this deal to and and why it is the way that it is. Can't wait to see the game. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to sell like crazy. Can't wait to see who's on the cover, all that stuff. Uh, it's just the latest in this NIL development in college football, Matt, and I know you yeah. follow it so closely. There's other stories today regarding NIL, and we'll hit those now, starting with Nick Saban kind of ripping NIL again. He's, he continues to double down on this, saying, quote, in an interview he did, quote, we have, what we have now is not college football. The question I want to pose to you is, is college football better or worse today than it was 10 years ago when apparently college football was the way Nick Saban liked it? I mean, it's better for players, for sure. Uh, you know, the, it's, I, I, I get a little bit frustrated. It's not just the people like Nick Saban, but I, I think for a lot of, of commentators who pretend – that college football was ever really you know, followed this amateur ideal. I mean, guys, we've been cheating and, and dropping bags yep. since Princeton was good at football, since 1904, right? <laughs> like, like it's, that's always, it's always been the case. What's different is now this stuff's more in the open and that the, the players can have agents and they have, they have a modicum of more control, which is, which is uncomfortable. It's, it's not a great system for coaches. And I think less, I mean, for people like Nick Saban and people like Jeff Halfley, who just left Boston College, and a lot of these other coaches who have had experience in the NFL, you look at what college football is now with even deeper frustration because you know that things are a lot easier if you have a collective bargaining agreement, that things are a lot easier if you have, if you have a union and you have predictability in, in, in labor and, 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 player, and player movement and everything. We don't have that in college. Different if you're a guy like Dabo where this is the only world that you've ever known, and, and you know, those changes are, are significant. I, 
this is not the world that I think we should stay in. It's a world that has significant moral and organizational and logistical problems. But I deeply believe that it's still a world that is more fair to more people than what we had in, you know, 2012. So we're, I mean, aside from the Nick Saban comments, obviously you had the, I don't know, this is this is from today also, the, the, the ruling of the NCAA uh, versus uh, Virginia and Tennessee. And Tennessee and Virginia both got that r- ruling in their favor. The NCAA cannot win a court case, it seems like. And they said, well, we're just going to go to Congress and figure this thing out. Where is the future of the NCAA when it comes to JJ and I just watching these games on television in 10 years. <laughs> yeah. I, I think the deeply frustrating thing for college sports administrators. And when I, I say, I say administrators, cause I'm not just talking about Charlie Baker and the NCAA in Indianapolis. I'm talking about, you know, the, the ADs and presidents and the big 12 and, and Brett Yormark and everybody in this world, you guys are fundamentally no longer in charge. Um, you can come up with whatever kind of working groups you want between conferences, and you can have transformation committee part three, electric boogaloo or whatever, and, and, and it's good to continue to, to have conversations about revenue sharing and governance reform. But fundamentally, the organization that's really going to decide where college sports goes next is the court system because it's the court system that's going to determine who is going to be considered an employee. Well, is that going to just be football and basketball players in select conferences? Is it going to be similar to what we saw in the last Dartmouth men's basketball NLRB ruling, a potentially dramatically more expansive definition of employee? Uh, We'll see what happens with Johnson, uh, which should be decided later this year. And if if those are employees, if Utah gymnasts and Utah State, you know, volleyball players and and Weber, you know, track stars are all employees, none of this stuff matters. Rip up every media rights uh, contract, rip up the NCAA, rip up the Mountain West Conference and the Big 12, and you're starting completely from scratch. And that's, I think, both frustrating and scary because that means that the people who are in charge don't fundamentally understand this industry or understand the unintended consequences for some of those decisions. But that's where we are now. Yeah, Matt's no one, I don't think anyone's going to feel sorry for the NCAA, though, here. Um, and here's the, here's the uh, statement they put out today. After the ruling, quote, turning upside down rules overwhelmingly supported by member schools will aggravate an already chaotic collegiate environment, further diminishing protections for student athletes from exploitation. I find that rich because the NCAA has been exploiting student athletes (laughs) for decades. It doesn't look like this is a big deal. This case is a big deal today, and it doesn't look like the NCAA has any chance of winning a case moving forward. Yeah, I, well, it's, uh, when it comes to antitrust, probably not. And, and it's significant, too, because this was filed, I think, in a district that has historically been pretty pro-NCAA, right? You, people can't blame this on, you know, woke Northeastern activist judges. Like, man, you're blocking <laughs> Eastern Tennessee, dude. There's, 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 there's Trump judges that we don't know where they were in early January that are looking at this and thinking, oh, my God, we gotta, we got we to gotta let these guys unionize. Like, that's how ridiculous – this, this system is. I don't think the Tennessee-Virginia situation is completely finished yet. I obviously need time to make more phone calls about it. It broke late this afternoon. Um, I, I imagine there's going to be some continued appeals as, as that moves through. But, yes, uh, the, the current status quo about enforcing anything to do with NIL is on legal thin ice. Um, and then you have the employment situation, the idea of classifying athletes as non-employees. Nobody in the industry thinks that's sustainable. 
they might not necessarily say it in public, but if you get an AD at a Power 5 or, I guess, you know, Power 4 institution, you catch him at the hotel bar after NACTA, you turn off your microphone and you ask him, they're going to tell you, yeah, they're going to be employees in two years. Um, and then you have the House case, which might bankrupt mm. the NCAA to begin with. So, yeah, we're, we're on the precipice of something very different sooner than I think a lot of fans understand. Matt Brown, you can find him, of course. Uh, just head over to his website. He does a phenomenal job covering the business side of sports as long as, as – as, and as well as just uh, knowing top to bottom uh, the collegiate athlete, uh, what they're going through. And uh, ExtraPointsMB.com is the website, ExtraPointsMB.com. Matt, we appreciate it as always. We appreciate the breakdown. Thanks for making us your last call today. Dude, this is your weekend, so have fun. <laughs> I enjoy it. You, you, yeah, you bet. Th- th- thanks for having me on, friends. You know, hopefully, hopefully next time we talk, it's it's le- it's more about the video game and less about college sports apocalypse. Right? Hey, like, listen, I, I know that right. that's we'll just not do a always full, the most fun thing. Let's uh, just stream. Yeah. Let's just get you on, and we'll do a full on. I've got a headset on. JJ's got one on. We'll just play a few quarters together with you. That's that's what we'll do next when, time. When, when this game comes out, I don't think I'm doing any actual reporting work for two weeks. <laughs> I'm just going to do this in markets across the country, and I'm like, honey, this is work. Oh yeah, like, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you guys. Yeah. Right? Um, no, we just. I was well, telling, I was telling Twitch streamer. I was telling, J, I was telling JJ this yesterday because I, the last time I bought a a version of the game was when I was in college, and it was the two thousand, oh, yeah. it was the two thousand five Larry Fitzgerald cover. And that was the last time I actually oh, bought yeah. the game. So I'm excited <laughs> for 20 years on to buy the new one. It's and time. My kids are excited for it. So that's where we're at now. Yeah. Well, I hope I hope you play your children, and I hope you throw them into a garbage can, as is your sacred right as a father. <laughs> no mercy yeah, <laughs> in Mario Kart or football. Yeah. Thanks, fellas. You I bet. appreciate right. you guys. Thanks, you Matt. Go. Matt Brown. Uh, I actually have, I started losing at Mario Kart a few years ago, and it's – I can't get it back. That's humbling. Can't get it back. I don't have the time to be able to get it back. But I'm going to start tonight. All right? We'll take a break. We'll come back. Stay with us. 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone.